Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I don't know. That's part of it. We didn't do that for the last one either. (laughs) I don't think there's any graceful or manly way to look clapping. Can you give us a couple demos? Just I don't, yeah, <laughs> you you look like you look like you lick walls. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna deny that you look like you lick walls. <laughs> I think it's verified though. Once you start watching me clap, I, feel, like, I would oh, feel a lot better. I probably wouldn't feel as bad if it wasn't the bathroom walls you were licking. But you know, <laughs> ooh. That's gross. <laughs> it is. The best thing that came out of COVID was not having to shake people's hands. And now they come up to me and I go, oh, oh, ah, little fist bump. <laughs> I actually prefer. A, I mean, I like a handshake, but I think a fist bump is pretty cool. Uh, handshake is. Um, listen. Hey, <sighs> our listeners are going to be upset if you don't say listen, dear. So no, you, no, no, that's that's when I'm trying to be condescending. See the difference? I'm just saying, listen. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom with these mother effers. I see what they do in there and what they don't do in there. You you caught on to what he just said, oh, right? Yeah, I see yeah. what them boys do in the yeah. bathroom. He, you he, know? He, he, you the questionable part is, is he paying attention to them not washing their hands or is he actually trying to sneak a peek of what's going on in there <laughs> man he is a little funny now but I don't mean uh huh <laughs> anyway all I'm saying is I don't want to touch anybody's hands ever don't worry when Jeff gives you a bear hug he won't be touching your hands Jeff yeah he's promised everybody that he will get a picture of him giving you a bear hug at this event and you can't let him down. I throw elbows. I'm sure you can throw whatever you want at Jeff, and they're pokey. <laughs> <laughs> he might be into it. I don't know. <laughs> I like things poking at me. Things attached to me. <laughs> listen, listen. Don't try to hug me. You'll get the claws. <laughs> The bear claws. <laughs> this is the extent of the show. I was gonna when you when I listen to the show, this it starts this way, and I'm like, there's there's no way this has got to be played up some, but no, this is this this is me and my service writer yes. on a daily basis. This is how we do. That's what we try to explain to people. It's like they're like, oh, they're not very serious, and you're not exactly on a topic. Well, I mean, this is us sitting around talking. 
Correct. You know what I mean? And Correct. this is this is what it sounds like if you're in our shops. And unfortunately for our clients, this is what it sounds like. No, if it's you're so much our- worse. He's he's mean to his staff. Mean. Mean. Oh, I've talked to a few of them already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, can you see the PTSD in their in their eyes? I, I, if I sh- knew all their names, we could probably have fun, but I only remember Eric right now. Oh, yeah. Poor soul. <laughs> he trembles, and he's like, he's not around, is he? He's not around. Oh, and I, I breathe. What okay. is your uh, service advisor's name? <laughs> Which one? Jade or? Uh, Must be Jade. The purple yeah. and yeah, blue that's hair. Yeah, Jade. So There's I was two in, dudes kissing behind you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Dead serious. You just missed Mike Allen and Justin Morgan kissing. This is why we don't have the curtains. So, this is why. This is so, why we keep them down. So Jade was in the same class I was in this morning. Right. Along with Eric and a couple of other guys. Yeah, Malin's hey, class. Hey, introduce, yes. Introduce our guests. Introduce yourself. So I'm Matt Ruffman. I own Eastside Automotive in Greer, South Carolina. Yep. Uh, took over the shop after working there for 13 and a half years, uh, two years ago, October 1st. Nice. And so, so you were in class, Malin Newton's class on uh, service advisor to technician communication. Correct. And you met two of my employees. Did they say like really bad things or just semi-bad things? Oh, no. Uh, which one? Eric? <laughs> Eric speaks his mind. Yeah. yeah uh, for sure. But Malin asked for uh, input or not input. um Participation. Yeah. And so it seemed to be mostly me and Eric because... Did Eric get a participation trophy? He's really been gunning for one for most of his life. You know, I did have to step out a few minutes early to do this. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, he participated with patting Jade on the back with anything that must have pertained to her. <laughs> I mean, it was like... It, or there was another one where they were talking about what technicians should do, and he just looked straight around her at one of the guys, and I was like... You, you can see, like, yeah. my guys would do the same thing. Right. I brought one of my techs with me. He is determined to embarrass me. <laughs> and it got, Why is he not in here? He is in an electrical class. I didn't know I could bring him over. <laughs> but um, he was determined to, and I know what it was. So a few weeks ago, he started, thanks, Dad. It's turned into, hey, son, or good job, son. <laughs> slightly embarrassing. I walk out on our first break earlier. We're kind of in a separate area. I walk down to the side and I thought I saw him based on clothing. Right. I holler out, Brando. Nobody responds. I said, hey, son. Three or four of them turn around. I went, Brandon's not down there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he wants to embarrass me. I'm going to take care of it myself is what's going to wind up happening. That's exactly right. Uh, So, but he is... uh, He's determined to do it, and I haven't done anything yet, but in the mastermind chat, I was going to let everybody know, look, when he goes for this, just roll with it, and I will play it up and act like I am so petrified of what the response I'm going to get. Oh, dude. Uh, Because he's trying to – he wants to play it up with he gets paid in company bucks (laughs) and that he has to pay to use the bathroom (laughs) and stuff. And he he started this with Eric yesterday, and Eric's like – well, this is what I'd say. And he starts looking at me, and I'm like, Brandon, look, we're actually talking to Eric about a diag we're struggling with right now. Let's, right? let's lay off a little bit of this for the moment. Well, you know, you've given David some ideas, company bucks, and paying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let, listen, listen, I, I am going to give you a piece of advice about that, especially when it comes to Porter John's, things like that. You don't, you don't charge them to go to the bathroom. You charge them to get out of the bathroom, okay? Well, what we discussed was charging uh, – yeah, there's a certain amount for every time he rolls the toilet paper. 
Yeah. It's 50 cent a flush. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to go get a plunger because. No, no. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to my shop, and click on the rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Worry about 50 no. cent a flush? Yeah, I need to... No, I need to encourage flushing. Flushing <laughs> is, a, is a good thing. There's nothing worse than walking in. That hasn't happened in a while, but I've had employees in the past... That they are, they hadouken the turd into the toilet. <laughs> they may or may not wipe. I don't wait, even wait, know. Wait, 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 they wait. may shake whatever's <laughs> hanging on loose, and then out the door they go, and that's it. This is really important. You got to dis- you got to, you've got to uh, define hadouking because, like, uh, our listeners don't know what that what, is. You who just- doesn't? Do you know what a hadouken is? I know what my service advisor told me the other day, but but I don't know how careful ha- I should hadouken? be with it. A hadouken. It's it's from a video game, Street Fighter Two. No, well, you just you but told it just me sounds about what like we're talking about day. Duke at it's, this point. It's a it's, there, there's a character in in the game, easily the most popular fighting game ever. Yeah, but <sighs> I wasn't born in the eighties. It's not. I was born in the. You were born in the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like as far back as you were. Okay, the game is still being released today. You can get it on PC. Straight, Street Fighter Six. I got a copy. It's very good. Anyway, there's a there's a special move, and the guy blasts out this like po- ball of powerful <laughs> energy, and he screams out Hadouken when he does it. So I had a tech who used to tell me he's like, "Oh, I'll be in and out of the bathroom in a few minutes." I'm like, what do you? What really? He's like. Yeah, I'm going to Hadouken that turd. <laughs> I'm going to spread them old butt cheeks and just Hadouken that turd out there, and I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> 30 seconds later, he's out, and you're like, dude, I know you didn't wipe. <laughs> so, I'm, Well, I mean, as long as he knows it's a white flag, he's probably good to go. Right, right. <laughs> so, let, so people don't get mad at us. We'll get serious. Nobody's ever said, hey, keep it serious. I don't think that comment's ever come up. If it was too serious, you probably would have lost my attention. Yeah, all right. Um, we met a while back. Correct. You're in one of the groups. And uh, you recently joined the ASOC Mastermind. Yep. And the shop has seen a whirlwind of change. Yes. 
the last few months. Mm-hmm. Let's start with why there needed to be a change. So as Lucas and I talked at one point, uh, there was a time I, I lost my tech, my only tech in the shop, uh, the first week of January early this year. Okay. That was right after I had hired a service advisor. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it was just me in the shop. We interviewed a few people. Uh, we could not put a package together that was making them want to move. As much as we tried, we we just couldn't nail it down. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing was there were times where we were offering, you know, better, I, I don't want to talk them down to dollars, but a better package. Yeah. Um, and, and with especially one of them, a known quantity because he knew my service advisor. Mm-hmm. So he had somebody to reference to how it was working with me. Um, but he had a known quantity where he was. Yeah. And he asked a lot of the right questions. He asked, you know, what's your car count? What's your average RO? How do you do this? How do you do that? Now, he's very old school. It was all written where he came from yeah. because he does now work for me months yeah. after that. Uh, but that put me in a position of working a lot of weekend days, uh, at least 12 hours a day most days. Yeah. And then we had a string where for 42 days I did not take a day off, and they were 12 to 16-hour days including weekends. Yeah. And the biggest problem there was that was just to keep up. Yeah. That would, between me helping my service advisor, be do it the way we want it done and mm-hmm. really drill that down. Um, between doing that and then paying attention to the books and trying to reply to Facebook yeah. um, messages, it still was turning me into a 60 to 65 hour tech on average. Uh, and I say on average, there were weeks I turned more. Yeah. There wasn't a week where I turned less than 57 right. working those kind of hours. Um, and we kind of had a talk that this didn't really seem sustainable. No. And, and, a, and another thing is those were billable hours. We were doing a lot of diagnostics or testing and inspection. Right. That at the end of an hour, you know, I feel for the customer. Yeah. And, hey, I just need 30, 45 more minutes. I'm just going to do it. So in reality, I was putting in more hours. I wasn't charging for those exactly. hours. Yeah. So, it, so it wasn't – my production was there if we were billing for it. Right. Um, but it wasn't sustainable. I was exhausted. I was getting burnout. Um, and I think the biggest thing was also you'd look at the end of the month and you're going, for all the work I'm doing – Where's, where's our, the money? Where's the money? And not just like where's the money for me, but where's the money so we can really start setting aside to get into things we don't do, be it ADOS as we see more of them, right? And, and tool up for that or afford to do to come to events like this. You know, where are we going to be able to set aside that money if we're making ends meet plus a little? Right, not enough not, to cover not those actually kind of earning a living. Correct, just um, earning money. Correct, and so in looking through that, I came across the Changing in- Industry podcast. It popped up, I believe, as a short in my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Listened to a couple of those. Went to the YouTube, started watching some yeah, of them. Good old YouTube shorts, That's right. and uh, started listening to some of them. And I was like, man, this is like everybody does things a little different. Because I, I would talk to my service advisor daily, and I'm like, 
And, and I'll be honest, I was like, you know, I'm not saying that everything this guy says is Bible. Yeah. You know, there's there's different ways to skin a cat, but to come up with the same result. Yeah. And I said, but these are some ideas we really need to look into. At that point, I still didn't know there was a Facebook group of ASOC. Right. Uh, so then I found a podcast, went back to the beginning, binging it forward at this point. I'm on episode about 34. Right. Uh, but found a Facebook group, started talking with you. Uh, we spent a Sunday evening for probably a solid two hours messaging, yep. sharing some reports and some. And I, I remember that first message, and and I, I I so connected with that first message because you asked me about back office and how to put the information in. I remember that, and the reason I connected with it was because what you said was something I remember saying at one point. Well, I just need to do this, and I'll fix this. I just need to, like, if I just put this information in, then it'll be fixed. And and so the first thing that came to mind when you reached out to me was, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Right? Like, what is it that you want to do? Like, where are we now? And what is it we're trying to accomplish? Right? Right. And I, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of the Facebook group and this network of people that we've got around us is because, like, if we can understand what it is, where you want to go and what you're trying to accomplish – well, that's a whole different conversation as opposed to here's the answer to your question. Correct. Right? And it it's and it didn't have anything to do with me. It's just like I've been taught to ask, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to go? Correct. It's like the podcast where you had the guy that I want to hit one point two. Right. Why do you want to hit one point two? What's it gonna do for you? Exactly. And you were pushing me, what is this gonna do for you? Yeah. What's for the biggest thing is gonna relieve stress. It's gonna right. build up a reserve. Yep. And then, you know, once we've gotten where we want, we're comfortable there, it could allow for whether it's changes. I'm a flat rate shop. Yep. I know a lot of people are getting away. It could allow for a much easier transition to look into that. Yeah, It's going to allow for tooling, training. Yeah, I mean, I don't have all the answers. I, I'm not perfect when it comes to working on a car. So if I didn't feel like I needed the management leadership classes this weekend, Right, I would still be in here taking lab scope. So we, we started making changes. Correct. Tell me about the changes we've made and what you've seen change in the business. So the main thing we changed, uh, Lucas and I, was to implement, we changed three lines on my parts matrix, yep. and that was it, just three lines. And it drilled in that we need to bill appropriately. Uh, build value with the customer, which is something my notes had always done for the customer. Right. I was good about expected result, actual result. Yeah. You know, and kind of work, walking a customer through without doing a novel. Yeah. But a little, you know, two two sentences, drop down two sentences to get to where we were. But if that took me two and a half hours. It was still a one-hour charge. Yeah, boys. The one time I've always changed something like that, and yeah. the easiest example because it happened recently, is that we would uh, test for fuel pressure on a Tahoe. Right. We have no pressure. Relay circuits are good. We put in a test relay. It's good. And the next step for us is we need to test power and ground at the pump. draw at the pump. Yeah. We're only 15 minutes in. Yeah. But that's a three, 3.2-hour R&R. Yep. We stop. We contact the customer. This is what we need to R&R. Yeah. 
And this will allow us to test for power and grounds. If you have a wiring issue, we may be calling you back yeah. because those can be hard to trace. But this is where we need to go. If we open it up, and, and this is something you may hear and want to change a little bit, but if we open it up, we have power and ground, and maybe even we apply a separate power and ground to make sure we've got full voltage, full current, yeah. and that pump won't run. We know we need a pump. Yeah. On a Tahoe, it's going to be a pump, a relay, and a fuel filter. Yeah. If that is what we find, and you approve where I never have to put the tank back in, then we're willing to knock that R&R down to a one-hour testing and inspection, and then we'll do a separate R&R line with the parts for the actual repair. Right. Because we're still spending time testing yeah. wires, ground circuits. Well, so what what we do in my shop is then we, if we're, if we're in that situation, we do our level one testing routine. Go back to the client, Mrs. Client. Here's what we found: is we found that that all the electrical systems down through the the control systems up top, the PDC power distribution center, et cetera, et cetera, are good. Now, unfortunately, I cannot access the top of the tank without removing the fuel tank. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and write you an estimate for fuel pump replacement, which is the most likely direction that we're headed. If we need to replace the fuel pump, it does come with 36 month, 36 thousand mile nationwide warranty. And during this, we're actually going to go ahead and load test all of the circuitry. We're going to verify that we do have good power and ground to the pump and that the pump still does not run, at which point we would replace the pump. Now, Mrs. Client, there is a potential that while we're in here, we may find that this is what's going on. It could be a wiring issue. And if that were to be the case, you wouldn't be charged for the pump because the pump wouldn't be needed. Does that make sense? Correct. And so that's how we handle it. And that's actually hearing it. Sounds a little bit better than we're going to re-break it down into separate lines. Right. Instead of having to explain to them, like, why this is on here and what's there, we're just telling them, like, hey, we're going to do the testing because I have to remove this to do the testing. Correct. All right? So, tell hold us... On, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It sounds like that, too, by the way. If you listen to those stupid phone calls, they sound just like that to the T. Radio voice and everything. Anyway. Do you listen to my phone calls? You send them to me. Oh, that's uh, true. Listen to this. This guy started yelling at me. <laughs> he was mean to me. <laughs> hey, Mr. Customer. Hey, hey I just want to be completely right, right, right. Listen, <laughs> I need you to listen to me for one minute. If you ever imitate me <laughs> and make it sound like Sheldon Cooper again. <laughs> Sheldon gonna need, Cooper from uh, Big Bang, Big Bang there? There. Yeah, you're going to need new teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that that is That is the show, typically, when we are eating lunch, sitting down together. Yes. Big Bang gets put on. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ruin Big Bang for you. Uh, watch it without the laugh track. Okay. I'll send you a clip. Okay. It's uh, off-putting. <laughs> the, the cadence of the show. The cadence of the show is somebody says a line. Somebody says another line. Joke gets thrown in. They pause. If the laugh track isn't there, it's like, this doesn't feel natural at all. This is weird. And then line, lost second line, joke, laugh track, wait. They wait. And then they go. <laughs> the cadence really, really creepy without the laugh track. Throw the laugh track in there makes sense. You're like laughing along and saying, oh, yeah. Take the laugh track out. Or have uh, you seen? Hey, everyone. It's Lucas. I'm sorry to jump in, but I thought it was important to come and say this. 
You know, I'm often asked, why do we always talk about Kim and Brian Walker and shop marketing pros on the show? It's because we genuinely believe in their product. Why do I use them for my own marketing? In fact, they're building me a new website right now. It's not cookie cutter. I kept getting on Facebook and every shop looked the exact same. I didn't want to be that. And it's not just that. It's that they're part of your team. When you hire them to do your marketing, they get to know you. They know what you believe. They know what you say and they know why you do what you do. And they share that with your clients. That's huge. And beyond all of that, probably the most important factor in all of this is they stand behind their work. So don't wait. Go today and get your free marketing analysis from Shop Marketing Pros. They're genuinely our friends and they're genuinely here to help shop owners have a better life. Click on the link in the show notes for your free marketing analysis today. That's right. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. The episode, what, what are you doing on your phone? We had a whole conversation about this. Like, it's, it's weird. What are you doing? What is that? Watch. He's doing it too. Watch an episode of Friends without the laugh track. So <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> so I used to, I was the type that in the shop, before I purchased the shop, um, I would have my little Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. And, it, and unless we were backed up, it was me in an eight bay shop by myself. I loved it. Yeah. I had to run to the place. And my former owner was no longer in grow mode. He was headed toward retirement. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it worked out great. Right. I, I loved it because if I had a car that was going to tie up a lift, it wasn't put it together and push it out. Just, just the lift next, next door. Lift, yeah. and, and, and so that was great. But he always made fun of me for being the one that rather than music, I got tired of the same music. Yeah. I binged Friends from season one, episode one to the very end. <laughs> so watch it without the laugh track. <laughs> and that was, but that was always his thing. Every time he heard it, he'd walk by me and he goes, I can't stand laugh tracks. <laughs> and so that, that was first thing triggered when you said that. You don't, you don't notice, you don't notice it while you're watching it. But if you, if you watch it without the laugh track, it's like, oh, it's, it's, I don't know. The, the, the cadence, there's a specific cadence to it. And then afterwards, you can't, not notice it and it then it gets weird and you can't it ruins the show for you so i was hoping to ruin the show for you you'll never watch it the same again <laughs> you'll think it's terrible and you're like oh this is awful speaking of music and listening to the same music over and over again eric listens to the exact same soundtrack oh yeah, i don't think the that worst. there are that's but the 10 songs on yeah oh that's so the worst terry has a, is it good music or is it no, like really oh is it really it's like is it butt rock yeah it's, i i, I yeah. imagine butt rock yeah and and it's like oh. just the and it, it drones on and on and on. And Terry has the most awesome set of playlists. And so every day it's something Terry, different. Really? Oh yeah, dude. He's got his music nailed down to a T. Everybody in the shop's moving and grooving. And like if Terry's not there, I just go in there and I'm like, dude, please turn your music off. Like you're ruining <laughs> the mood. You're ruining the mood. It's awful, you know? So the only thing uh different than what he does is i don't call it level anything if if it's a suspected fuel problem for, if it comes in as a no crank or a crank no start condition we have no crank or crank no start condition testing and it's usually like two hundred dollars and we're going to check 50 different things if it is a fuel pump problem then or we have a suspected fuel pump problem maybe we have codes because of the fuel pump module something like that We'll, we'll have a specific circuit testing or we'll tell them, hey, we're going to start with this and then the next set is to pinpoint the issue. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of extra testing. We'll go to the, to the harness 
and just stab it. Yeah. And now you can check for power and ground. The other thing you can do is you can load test the wires mm-hmm. and you can do a voltage drop test stabbing the harness. No need to drop the tank. I can do a current ram test that tells me the, where the pumps. And if it is kind of running, then the next thing is voltage drop test. Hey, voltage drop test passed. It's kind of running. We have power and ground. Otherwise, it wouldn't run at all. We have a bad pump. Done. Done and done. I don't have to drop jack. That whole conversation you had there, nothing. I don't know David if doesn't have even call his clients. I've no, heard no. that. I've heard yeah. that. And we had well, some yeah, pushback well, since we switched to Shopware. Maybe. They feel like we're not going to call them. Mm-hmm. And we're, but even in the text, we send them. We send them the DVX first, and we let them know there. These are your yeah. results. We're going to work up an estimate. We'll be in touch shortly. We yeah. immediately go to estimate making. Yeah, to take as little time between them as possible. Right. And once it pops up, and tells us they've looked at it, and our estimate's complete. We give it a couple minutes from knowing they've looked at it. We send it over with prices. We put on there. Once you've had a chance to look this over. We'll be in touch with you. We'll give you a phone call. We'll right. be happy to discuss our findings with you. Yeah. Um, it's been all- I, I've ran testing. I, I don't know if it's a customer-based thing. Maybe it's a customer-based. Maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. I'm just telling you. Him and I, like $20, $30 off on our ARO. Yeah. I don't call my customers at all. At all. They get text messages. Hey, you're going to get an estimate. It'll look like an Amazon I, cart. You, and that's what I tell customers. It'll look like an Amazon card. You have all your notes there. If you have a question, call me. Mm-hmm. But if not, the, I don't want to talk to you. The issue that we have is that we have an older client base. Yeah, I could see and, that. And so they just absolutely. But see, if we, have like, if we have an older customer, we know because they don't open the DVI. They don't open the DVI. You can see it's marked in yellow, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting. At that point, you do call them, and they're like, I didn't get a text message. And you're like, okay, let's Great. let's run this through. And, and what we've seen there is we're asking them up front first, yeah. what is your preferred method, method of payment? Method of contact, yeah. A, oh, or, we don't yeah, method of, not method of payment, method of contact. <laughs> yeah. uh, we ask them that. The younger crowd, and I would say even up to about 55 at yeah. this point, especially because we're in a business area. Mm-hmm. Michelin North America headquarters, I can see from my parking lot. Yeah. So they're used to using technology. Most of them will even say, I'm in conference calls all day. Shoot me a text. If I really question something, I'm going to call you. Yeah, for sure. But short of that, I'll respond no problem. See, Love we don't it. give them the option. Like, I don't want to have that conversation with the customer. Like, I'm going to dictate the terms of service. Like, this is the way we do it. Yeah. I'm going to send them to you. I'm going to send you a text message. Everything is by text. If you want to see through email, it's in your email inbox because I send it both ways. But every single time you get a text, you get an email. We blast, blast. That's three clicks. Done. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you clogging out my phone calls. I don't want to have any of that. Now, if you have a question or if there's a complication, hey, I've got to drop the tank on this because there's no way for me to get to the harness on this thing. It's $450 for me to drop this tank. I'm just telling you. Also, it's $450 for us to verify that there is power and ground on the circuit. It is going to cost you $1,152 if it turns out that pump is bad. But the minimum charge is going to be $450. That's what we're telling you. Oh, okay. Go ahead and do it. Okay. And then... Now, in that instance, do you still want them to, once you get off the phone, go to their phone and click approve? Yes. 
the, almost always do we tell them go ahead and, and go ahead and click approve just so you but i just wanted to give you the breakdown yeah. and, and that's what we've been doing i just want to get input because we are currently on day five with shopware yeah coming from mitchell just changed yes just changed just changed and we're trying to nail down how we're in how we're yeah and you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to if you get a lot of <clears throat> i wouldn't say pushback if you don't get a lot of non-compliance that's when you need to switch like change it up a little bit like you're expecting the customer to do x they do y something's wrong with your system consistently now i'm not talking about the one-off or the one that you remember you need to keep metrics just keep like everything went smooth pull up all your ROs. you can pull up all your invoices and go smooth 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 what went wrong here okay that may just be a one-off but if you're seeing went wrong, smooth, 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 went wrong, smooth, smooth. Okay, now you've got an issue. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now something in the process is off, and so switch it up because you're going to have to tailor it to your customer base. You're going to have to switch it to yeah, whatever sure. they prefer. Having that conversation up front is fine, but a lot of times people will say one thing and do something completely different. They'll tell me, yeah, yeah, text message is fine, and then never open their text messages ever. Like I sent you seven texts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you open any of them? No. Or I didn't know what to do. It's like, it tells you what to do. It says click here. And then there's a link. <laughs> yeah, but not everybody. No, no, no. I want to know what most people do. Not everybody. Correct. Okay. There is no such thing as not every, there's no such thing as everybody. That's an impossibility. Impossibility. We're looking at a bell curve. I don't care about the outliers. We chopped them off. Don't look at him for approval. He doesn't know. Well, I'm not looking he's, at him for approval. Completely. Right now, I'm looking he's at like, him going, man, me and him are, th are along the same line. <laughs> I'm actually having fun getting you worked up a little bit right now. I'm not worked <laughs> up. This isn't worked up. He hasn't seen it worked up. <laughs> I'm looking at a bell curve. The fat, the, the fat part of the bell curve is all I worry about. Chop off the ends. That's it. And if we're doing one standard deviation, that's 16% one way, 16% the other, and you're only worried about the middle, 68%. That's okay. it. Sounds good. So we always need to uh, also ask them, would they like us to make them aware of any safety or reliability concerns? There you go. No. That's exactly I, I, what you do every single time. <laughs> yes. That's your permission to do your DVI. That's your permission to do your DVI. So we had permission? <laughs> yes. Permission? Yes. Is it your car? Let it's, me ask. Let me ask it's, this. Okay. It's, it's not my car, but this is my shop and my process. If you want this car it's, to come into my shop, then I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It's my. You don't want that? There's a shop fix shop right down the street. They'll be happy to you just change get your a suit. <laughs> okay. It is my qualifier. But this it, is how I qualify. Right. And it is what allows them to know what you're going to do. And you can turn no, them away no, if no, they don't no. want to do we things just your tell way. Them. I just tell them, hey, we're going to look the whole car he dad over. Voices You're going to get. He dad yeah. voices them. No, no, I don't, I don't dad voice them well, unless they need it. I just <laughs> tell them what's going to happen. I don't say, hey, would you like you me know, to? No, no, I don't make how it. Would you South. like you me know anything? That, right? the, who is that? Huh? Why are you waving to people? You have, there's 8,500 <laughs> people have walked by here. Several of them are kissing each other and they're, they're flashing you. They're all sorts of nonsense going on there. That's the only person you wave to. Because she's awesome. That's MB Dowd. Who? MB Dowd. She's the new vice president of, of, of ASTA. She's awesome people. Wow. 
Yeah, she's really cool. Well she, connected. She runs uh she runs Casey's Tire Pros and is just an absolute rock star human being. Just really, so, really cool people. Let me ask you this though. When we're talking about permission to do a DVI mm-hmm. versus, hey, we're doing it, it's our shop. Yeah. If you were to do an added service, and this was talked about in the class earlier, such as we washed and vacuumed their car. Mm-hmm. Do you, the way they worded it was the customer was so happy. Oh my God, I can't believe they yeah. washed it. I'm the customer that nobody washes my truck unless it's approved. My truck's ceramic coated. My bike's ceramic coated. Crazy. Yeah, that's why I don't do any of that nonsense. Crazy Frank Hewengarden. Remember that? <laughs> with the Tesla? No, no, no. The guy with the, uh, with the, uh, issue because we cleaned the inside of his car and it smelled like cleaners and I I was oh, yeah. he was going to die because I put cleaner in his yeah. car. You know, we don't uh, uh, one good thing that ShopFix does is they push the the quick clean. The quick clean is a, like inside windshield so they do the glass on the inside they wipe down like the, the mats and stuff up? like that. What's that? Why do you keep Is it bothering you? No, it's not bothering me. I'm just curious. You've never, ever said that name <laughs> on this show ever, <laughs> and you said it four times today. Is it on your mind? Maybe. I don't know. We just went to Ratchet and Wrench. He's, he was a keynote speaker. I wanted to watch his keynote speech, but we didn't stay. Where'd we go? We went to get bit by a rattlesnake. I oh, guess. yeah. We went hiking. Oh, that was fantastic. Never mind. That was so much better than the <laughs> keynote speech. It was well worth it. So, but but I'm also the type. Had we had my tech in here, yeah, uh, he was doing trip check on the truck we were bringing up here. Yeah, and he said it needs a belt. I said do it. I don't care. Yeah. I, it, well, you know it's not. I don't care. You said belt takes ten minutes. Put a belt on the truck. Right. Well, he gets the belt, and I said, "Oh, wait a minute. By the way, let me let you know before I get frustrated. The part number and the writing on the belt should face the radiator on my truck." And and he looked at me and I said, trust me, you don't want me as your customer. And like, I get that. I said, but you have to also understand that as a technician, yeah. there were times I would take a belt off when I realized I put it on backwards. My OCD would kick in and I would take it off and flip that, it around. That is, a, that is a huge benefit until the paint wears off because then you can look at it and know what the part number is if it's really? your own truck, if you're capable of changing your own belt. Right. And it makes life way easier, mm-hmm. even if you have to like – Lean around the mm-hmm. side or go over here. I, what are you talking about? Until you memorize the belt number and then you just know the belt number. <laughs> what nonsense are you saying? What are you talking about? Wait, so you can see the number on your belt. In case you, you can need see it. it, whether it's backwards or forwards. I like can't you can read backwards. Well, that's because you're from North Carolina. In oh, South Carolina, we're taught to read both that's directions. Right. You just lay up on. <laughs> look, look, Apparently this, not, because you're like, hey, it's got to be facing this, this way. Dude's otherwise, the, this dude's under the hood. You put the wrong belt in my car. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's backwards. Like, what are you saying? I I, I could believe so, that uh, would say that. I'll say the biggest reason I got in the habit of doing that yeah. was <laughs> it was always if you were removing the belt for a component. Yeah. Doing an alternator. And I always wanted it to run in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So rather than ever grabbing tire chalk. Makes a good point. I always knew yeah, that I if I that. put it on and it was facing that way, I never had to chalk it. Had to unless the only matters with off timing belts though. Okay. Mm. Timing belts you're supposed to put like if you reuse them, which I don't know why you, you would, would take ever. a flipping timing belt off a car and then put it right back on. That is insane to me. It's on huh. it's only got doesn't 80, matter. Miles no, on no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I touch, I replace. 
That is like that is the hard and fast rule. Again, we're we're talking about one standard deviation. Sixteen percent of the time, I don't do it. Eighty-four percent of the time, I am replacing that sucker. Thirty-two dollar timing belt, and hey, we're doing a water pump, and we we just ran into those like a Ford something or another, and I knew the water pump had to come off. I I I build it incorrectly. Oh yeah, the the Ford three five. If that's what no no no. About. This was a like a one six or something like that. Uh, a little baby Ford. The, the the water pump is not timing belt driven, but you have to remove the timing mm-hmm. belt to get the water pump off. Mm-hmm. And I knew it because there's a tool and we have the tool and like I knew it. And for whatever reason, I didn't include the timing belt. I ate the timing belt. The tech takes the timing belt off. He goes, hey, you want me to put this back on? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, is it like brand new? He's like, mm. I'm like, okay, then no, for sure, no. <laughs> anyway, I, we ended up eating it. You know, uh, there there are a lot of truck guys that are just like that even gasket placement right mm-hmm. and and the way gasket what mm-hmm. like 12 placement. valve cummins like if 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 they would get underneath the hood of their truck because you you know what i'm talking about where they've got individual valve covers i i do but we are we have like two diesel customers right i'm a ram 1500 hemi right well so the, the, but i know what you're talking about they would sealer Right. Well, they would anything like that. If anything's splooging out, or like those valve cover gaskets, when you tighten them down, there's a stop on the bolt, but it's got to have an O ring on it for the stop on the bolt to like actually work. And so we would have clients show up and be like, "You tighten my valve cover gaskets down too much, huh?" Walk out, and sure enough, you can see them pooched out just a little bit. It's going to leak oil if I leave. Okay, hang on. I get you set. Yeah. Well, he's technically correct. That's what the stops are there for. That's mm-hmm. a sloppy. It's because you're sloppy. <laughs> That's because a processor procedure wasn't followed. <laughs> exactly. A what? Processor what? procedure. Processor procedure. No, that's, yes. Because I mean, if you want to be that exact on it, if you want to be that exact, because a lot of it is comes down to the technician. Like, you leave it up to the technician. I have a tech who does not, does not want splooging. He doesn't want to see any splooging, and so he'll, yeah, he'll, <laughs> so he'll tighten, it splooges, and he'll wipe. It, well, that's fine, but I'm talking about if you're over tightening the the thing, right. the uh, bolt, yeah. and it's rolling that seal. Yeah. If it doesn't have to be a written shop policy or, or process or procedure on For how to do it, a Cummins. Yeah. But if they know they're supposed to do it to OEM spec and use Mitchell yeah. all that or wherever yeah. your spec is, then they didn't follow the procedure. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. And and that that is the shop process for us is that you're to torque the bolts. Correct. Right. That's all there is to it. So after uh, the change, see, I would, I would see, I would do the, I would do the torque to spec, but I would do when necessary. I don't, I don't know. It really depends on the, it, it, it depends the problem, on the car. That's just it. Is that it the, the when car. necessary becomes a problem is because if, if there's a torque spec, it's to be followed is the rule. Because if you do it, there's when, a torque spec for literally everything on the are car. You just, are you spitting truth? Is that what that was? That just did that come out? Did something come out? <laughs> yeah. I am spitting truth. I'm always spitting. So truth. there is a torque spec for everything. Everything. Hey, ever. But there are times where if we're going through a Mitchell all data for, uh, procedure for a repair, they won't list a torque spec for every bolt. It'll say, mm-hmm. you know, reinstall, Hose that and put screw back in bracket. It may not say what the torque for that. Oh, I've never seen a not. There'll be ranges where it'll say like eighty four inch pounds to one hundred and sixteen inch pounds. It's like okay, well that car, it's like that's just get it tight. It's whatever. The problem for me is is that if we have a rule that says 
Not all the time, but sometimes. We want you to do this. What ends up happening is is then we forget or we don't follow it and we think or they, they say, well, the one time was this time. Well, yeah, but this one time caused a problem. It doesn't matter if you. Well, then that becomes the rule. Then, then hey, on for example, if I put bolts into your parts list, you better flip and replace the bolts. Yes. There's a reason why there's bolts yeah. in your parts list because they're not reusable. If the OE information, or if it comes in the box, or the information says, you know, do not reuse, make sure that it's blue glued at least. <laughs> well, not even that. If it's four to you, it's replaced. Don't even blue glue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, sure. It just I've, depends. I've, it depends on what it is. It, there's some. There's some things that are like, why? Why is this getting thrown out? This is stupid. And a lot of times is that it's not torque to yield. It's just that it came with lock sealer from the factory. And now that you've removed it, it has broken that lock seal. Boys, that GM yellow stuff. Oh, that's awful. Dude, that's. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, we can reapply the chemical and put it back in there. Yeah, I don't know. That yellow stuff, I don't think you can find anything quite like that. That's some real. The yellow stuff has a spec. Like somebody makes the yellow stuff. It's not not gold. I, I agree, but it goes on and it's like dried. You know, caliper it's like, bracket yeah it's GM like glued trucks. to the it's like glued to the bolt yeah and it, it is it does not perform the same you put red loctite on it you put whatever you want on it, it does mm. not perform the same because it's like you put green or orange it'll work no when you start <laughs> when you start backing it out here's the thing is that like it it doesn't release even with heat it maintains that that resistance the whole way out as you're taking it out man yeah. that stuff is tough oh yeah yeah and it's and it's Wire wheel it off. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. But the, the problem blue is back like, on it. Put it back together. Yeah, I ain't the trying G- to do what they did to me to somebody else. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is that GM a lot of times will put that yellow stuff on there and then not say that the bolts even that needs to be yeah. replaced. Ford, however, will put a tiny dollop of blue and say that's not reusable. Why the f- not? It's not torque to yield. Well, I should you, be able when to. When you build shitty cars, you kind of got. That's true. You got to anyway, make money we just blew, we blew, and, like, and then back in there it goes. Everybody's got a thing of blue glue until I run out of blue glue. Then they use the right glue. <laughs> <laughs> but what about what about the marker? The 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 tamper. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we started using that for yeah. oil changes. Bolt markers. Yeah, that we we use it for steering, suspension, brakes. Most all of that gets marked. Huh? We mark everything, especially alignment adjustments and whatnot. Really? Mm-hmm. We we've we had one recently that came. Did you do that? I've had a tech that did, but I didn't require it. Yeah. Um, we, oil change would probably be the one big one I'd like to see us yeah. start doing. It's not. It's not. It's not for the customer. It's not the customer is tampering with it. It's that your tech forgets to tighten the flip and drain plug, and, and that's and why. So, you force them to put the glue on there, and it forces them. Hey, did I tighten that? Yeah. Well, and not only that, but should the car come back, mm-hmm. and yeah. that thing's been moved, yeah. We, you know, if you we, if you trust your customers not out there trying to wreck their motor to get you buy one, then you know no, it was that's never what I'm tight. saying. Though we, that, that so rare. It really no, it, no, it is, and that's what I mean. My customers in my shop, there's not one that I would expect to do something like I'm that. I'm saying the tech will forget to. Tighten that drain plug way before oh, yeah. the customer's going to walk in wanting an engine. We had a client who came in. 
and we told them about worn steering components in the front end. And they said, no, we want to go ahead and do the alignment. And then they come back with new components in the front end and said, hey, my alignment's, my alignment's out. <laughs> you didn't align it correctly. It should be under warranty. Uh, like, huh, try. That's odd. Let's try All of these it. pictures are showing where those marks were. Now they're gone. Huh. What do you think's up with that? <laughs> And they, you know, they just assume what another tech's going to say. Yeah, what a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Who does that? You'd be. There, there's plenty out there. So after you got into the mastermind. Correct. And that just happened last week, wasn't it? I've been on, t- uh, this would be week three of entering Holy cow, does it seem like it's been three weeks? No, I've been on two Zoom calls. Okay, so what has changed with the shop? Because the first thing, one of the first things we talked about is you need to take a damn day off. Correct. Like it, you, because the the thing that stood out to me was, is you talked about you got horses, right? Yes. And you had not been up with family to see the horses in what a month, two months, six, right? Yep. And so you had not done that, but that was important to your wife, mm-hmm. and that was important to your kids. Correct. Right. And that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things we talked about was like, nah, just do, just right. The cars are going to be there Monday. Correct. Take the weekend. That particular message, when I told my dad about it, he said, print it out, tack it to the wall in your office so you don't forget. Yep. It is tacked to the wall in my office. And so how did it feel when you did that? Scary. Because what I, were you scared of? Well, I knew I could turn revenue on weekends. You so just wanted the extra money? I was worried about, well, what if we slow down? Let's get it while we can get it. I don't want to upset the customers, even though all of them knew we had given them days-long timeline, because mm-hmm. when it was just me in the shop, there were times we had 19 cars there. Yeah. From replace a transmission in an NV200 to front brake vibration. Yeah. You know, so, so anything in between. And some of those jobs with inspections turned into more. The biggest thing was in trying to hold deadlines, we were not always doing our inspections or not paying as well of attention to stuff. Yeah, um, we were worried more about telling them only what was dead safety, yeah. not everything we. Found. And you know what the ironic part is? We that, make more doing that. Yeah, so that there wasn't even that. That's costing you more money in the long run than waiting to fix the car and leaving it for the weekend. Does You're that right. make sense? Yes. Yeah, it you wasn't were trying what was to, best for the client. Yeah, well, Correct. that for sure. But you were, you were pushing to work Saturday and Sunday to try to get that revenue in case we slow down and then doing the very thing that was going to cause you to slow down by not doing the inspections. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I will say until the podcast, I had never heard of a 300% rule. We always look cars over. Yeah. But the um, mentor, prior owner, however you want mm-hmm. to look at that, um, and everybody does things a little different. This is not to, I mean, he was successful. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. We would, if he knew a customer, he, there were times where it would be present this that's the most important. Yeah. The safety. Mm-hmm. And only this, because if we tell them everything, they're not going to do anything. Oh, man. That was how I was, in essence, trained. Yeah. Now, a lot of times I started breaking that pretty quickly because my thought. Mm-hmm. In my head was always, as a as a customer, client, consumer. Yeah, you if I know. brought my truck in, and you could make money 
doing a thousand dollars worth of brakes, fifteen hundred dollars worth of brakes. Yeah. And not tell me about some valve cover gaskets that are seeping that are not right now. Yeah. Uh rear output seal on a transmission and my shocks and struts are starting to leak. Mm-hmm. Depending on the age miles of my truck, if you told me what it was going to cost to do all of that, that might be the kicker for me to go trade the truck. Yeah. So to me, you might lose that thousand or fifteen hundred dollar brake job, but you just gain trust in the client to the do fact that you what, would tell me that yeah. you would give me that information. And you know, we talk about that almost every episode. Like, would a doctor would it be okay with you if he didn't tell you if he saw something wrong? Not at no, all. I mean, that, that's what you're painting for. You want to know, correct? That's why you're going to see him. You, you talk about also, the you don't have to worry you about any of this nonsense anymore since COVID. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, every new car is seventy thousand dollars, and that shitty used car you were looking at before COVID is now thirty five thousand yep. dollars. So, how about you pay me the ten grand to fix your shitbox? And, and we've seen much more approvals of way higher estimates. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, to the point that I look at some of this and I'm like. I I told you, like, you're going to have to drive this car for this length of time to break even because I want to do right and advise them on what we're doing. And if they make the decision, look at your car, we're happy to fix it. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. Right. So what, I guess the, the big question I have, and I've, I've never asked this. I never asked it by messenger or anything else. You did take the time off. Oh, yeah. What what was the What was the takeaway from the time off? So not only did we take the weekends off, because you were doctor's orders next yeah, six I, weekends. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, was, I was like on that. They're the only evenings I am there late now, mm-hmm. and it's not touching a car. This yeah. is getting shopware going. Yeah. This is getting uh, the ideas and information shop marketing pros is going to need from us. Yeah. Uh, ready for them. But it is, if I'm going to stay late, it is Monday or Wednesday yeah. when my daughter has karate. Amen, buddy. She gets out at 7.30. I'm locking up 7.30 to 7.45. I'm home when they're home. Yeah. We're having dinner together. Uh, I beat them home on one karate night, like the first or second week after we talked. Yeah. My youngest, four years old, walked in the house first, and I was sitting at the island eating a snack. Yeah. And she looks over. Her face lights up, and she turns back out toward the garage, and she goes, Mama, Daddy's home. <laughs> and that right there was it, it. That was two things. It was a good feeling, mm-hmm. but it was a kick in the balls that I'd been doing some things wrong. Yeah, that I needed to make sure I was there for her. Um, same thing there with the with the mastermind group. Yeah, you know, part of that was no more than three meetings missed in a six month period. Right. The second week, my daughter was getting her yellow belt. Oh man! That's and my awesome. wife tells me she goes, "It's at six thirty. I said. Zoom starts at 7, and she goes, they always do the belts first. I said, if I have to, I will go back in the parking lot and yeah. fire up the iPad and do the Zoom from the parking lot if I have to. I will be there when she gets her yellow belt. Amen, buddy. And weekends, I went in one day, I believe, since we talked, mm-hmm. and it was only oh, it was this weekend trying to help a customer that has been the most understanding customer I've had in my career, even before buying it. Right. And trying to help her knowing that I had a short week. Yeah. And so that was where I felt like I'm off Thursday and Friday. Right. And I'm, and I w- was allotting myself about four hours, not a long period of time. Right. 
I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get to the shop at 8, and then I'm going to be home by noon. My wife and kids tend to lounge around till noon on a weekend. Yeah. So I'm home by the time they're ready to hop in a Jeep and head to the mountains or right. go over to the barn. So what what does mom think about all this after the change? Well, there was a couple of times she told me to go back to work. <laughs> she could tell it was still on my mind. Yeah. But, no, in all reality, it has been a break for her. Um, I think even one or two of the times I threw the kids in the Jeep yeah. and just took them for a ride for an hour and gave her a quiet time. Right. That she didn't have in those 42 days. Yeah. Because she was never either not working or dealing with the kids. Right. Like, that is the one thing. If if you can't do that, find what to fix or find yeah. someone to help you find what to fix to allow for some time off. We, we don't often realize the impact that it has on those around us. And Correct. just like her having time off, too. Right, because by you deciding I'm not going to take time off, you decided she wasn't going to take time off because that's a full time job, buddy. It is taking care of the it youngest is. is a full time job. And I, I mean, to that point, I came to her a year and a half ago. Yeah, and I said, if we sell my little hot rod BMW that we had boosted to the moon on E50, yeah. and we sell your Murano, we can go look for a Jeep Wrangler for you. Right. And she looked at me and she said, "But you love that car," and I know buying an item doesn't fix time. At yeah. the shop and away from the family. Right. But I told her, I said, you have stood behind me starting taking over a business. Mm-hmm. You have been the kid's taxi. Yeah. You're still working a full-time job. You have been the one there at the house when I'm at work till 10 or 11. Right. You're putting them to bed. You're cooking them dinner. I said, you have wanted a Jeep for 10 years. It is your turn. Amen, buddy. And... She and then made, she got it and was sorely disappointed in the quality and craftsmanship of the vehicle. So far, Why no. Why leaking oil and so, coolant? Wait, well, ticking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that ticking noise? Ah, oh, that's a 36 uh, uh, rocker. Don't worry about it. Two liter turbo. Two liter <laughs> oh, turbo. No. So it's going to puke coolant everywhere. Uh, but uh, we bought it one year old, 8,500 miles. In the color she asked for, it was a Sarge Green Rubicon. And she knew I was looking. She knew I looked at that one. But I threw her off, <coughs> excuse me, by sending her three or four other Jeeps I found. My sister took me to pick it up. We brought it to the house, big pink bow. She was ecstatic. Oh, she was awesome. disappointed nice when it had to go in for the warranty paint on the hood for the right. uh, bubbling that they do. Right. <laughs> and she lost it for three days and was disappointed. So I guess the next big thing we got to ask is, is did the business fall apart? No. It's done better. Imagine that. With, with, and here's the thing. With those three price matrices we did, mm-hmm. and just making sure, my notes were always good enough. I'm not going to say one didn't slip through the crack. Yeah. But my notes were always, I attempted to write them in a way that built value to a customer. Yeah. And I did that even before I took over. Because right. I didn't want Larry coming out and asking me, mm-hmm. why do we sell this? Yeah. I would take a trouble tree, print it, and write results and circle yeses and nos and work through it and circle what it said replace right and turn that in, and that also gave us history if we ever had to go yeah back. go back and say Look. and so my notes were always pretty good, um, but if you have good notes, you built the value to the customer. It makes charging for proper timing mm-hmm. of finding the 
uh, if we're going to go three C's, you know, uh, complaint, cause, and correction, finding the correction, mm-hmm. charging that time is much easier when you can show the customer Amen, why you're bro. charging it. Yep. When you do that and you slightly change your margins on parts, uh, it allows for the numbers to just sort of work themselves out. Yep. We're not necessarily making more on a week or right. per we're not necessarily making more per text weekly output if we were to have ignored a couple things. But when I ran the estimate the old way, mm-hmm. I took I took probably ten or fifteen old estimates. Yeah. And then I ran them with the way you and I talked. Yeah. And on average, there was about a fifty dollar difference to the customer, which is somebody needs to pay mm-hmm. for this. Yep. But for me to have the life that the customer wants to have, to be off with their kids, yep. to have a solid vehicle, to have time or uh, funds to take a ride to the mountains or down to the beach. Right. For that to happen, somebody has to fund us. Yeah. And at the same time, and I, I've talked with my techs, it's not like when I started making some changes, I told them what was going on. Yeah. And I said, you have to understand, this is not to put another Harley in my garage. Yeah. Not that it wouldn't happen. But I want to share this with everybody here. Yeah. I wish, my thought right now, and and there's some shops pushing this, I feel that in my area, there should not be a reputable shop Mm -hmm. under $200 an hour. That is my feeling when I look at what other trades are charging. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and when I tell a, a technician that, yeah. and he goes, well, the dealer only charged this. And I said, well, here's what $200 an hour would allow me to do for you. Yeah. yeah. And then it puts a different perspective to the tech. So let's say that there's a listener. As we wrap up here, let's say there's a listener. And he's working six and seven days a week. And he's working 12 hours a day. And he's just going nonstop, and he's doing it because if I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to take care of my client. I'm not going to be able to get this done. I'm not going to be able to make enough money. What would you say to them? If the client is willing to leave over you not getting it done in a reasonable time in this market of being backed up, Then hope you can edit good, David. Uh, I don't edit any of that out. <laughs> I leave it all. Keep it organic. Uh, right. But if they cannot understand that, they're not really your client. Amen, buddy. They're not going to take care of you if something happens, and that's something you told me. Yeah. Um. If you, what I've also found by going home earlier. I'm more productive. I can do yeah, the same amount of work in half the time. I, I can do the same amount of work and leave at five thirty. Yep. You yep. know, we, we say we close at five, and the way we do it, it's not walking out the door at five. Yeah. It is. We close at five, and we all go out there. We pull cars around. We shut gates. We pull doors down. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. If I stay an extra fifteen to input some stuff into an Excel file, mm-hmm. that's on me. Yeah. But if I'm out the door at five thirty, I come in the next morning. I'm awake. I'm alert. Yeah. You ain't beat. I have you ain't not had. Out. I've had comebacks on myself. Yeah, I've had less since making sure I was alert and awake 
at yeah. the shop. Amen, buddy. Awesome. That's awesome. So, Thank you for being here, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.